When I'm Marquis Devereaux, and I am the host of Verbal Assault Livestream. I am coming to you remotely from Washington Square Park in New York City. The place that I usually record from, I was told at 8.30 at night that I'm not able to record there. So being the uh, producer that I am, I came up with a solution. Hopefully the sound quality is good. Um, because we are a political podcast, we like to bring voices from the left, right, and center. The right came to the table today. The left is a little bit weak, but that's okay because as your host, I'm an independent, but I lean a little bit left. Now, um, what we've got going on is the fact that as a political podcast, we come to you on Spotify, we come to you on Apple Podcasts, and we come to you on Google Podcasts, as well as 11 other platforms. Now, that's the way that you hear us. If you want to be part of the visual audience, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok. Now, we are building out this social media platform, but I do know there's a lot of postings on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter's building, and YouTube is going strong, all right? Now, moving on, I do want to remind you guys that we are listener-supported. So if you're liking what you hear, please feel free to contribute to us as a sponsor or a contributor on Patreon, as well as Twitch, as well as one of the other Anchor platforms. So Anchor does allow you to contribute. Now, moving into the program, I'd like to introduce some of my guests. I'm making a point to speak a little bit slower for those of you that are on audio so that you can understand everything that I'm saying. First of all, I'd like to go ahead and introduce my co-host. His name is Samuel Kuchera. I'm getting a little bit of sun on my head, so I'm going to move position here so that you don't get the shine because a person with less hair doesn't want the sun shining on his head. Uh, Samuel Kuchera is an international entrepreneur. He's coming to us today from Connecticut, somewhere near Metro North Railroad. Sam has worked in Australia as well as China. And he's done doing some business, from what I understand, right now in the Middle East, or at least he's taking calls from the Middle East remotely. Hello, Samuel Kachero. What's happening? Everything is good. How are you doing today? I am well. I'm, 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 you know, it's so funny because when I look at you, I was thinking about you yesterday. I said, even though, you, you know, now that you're doing business in the Middle East, I look at your face and I kind of think of King Tut. Have you ever gotten that before? No, but people do say when my head is bald that I look Egyptian. Well, yes. And King Tut is from Egypt, so we're loving that. All right. Moving on to my next contributor. I'd like to say hello to an international model. I've got more sun on my head again, so I may be changing, uh, I may be changing positions for the second time. But just go with the flower shirt and focus on that and not the glare on my skull. Cherokee Black is a YouTube personality. She is someone who always has an opinion about what is happening with current events, politically or spiritually. Cherokee is a woman who is uh, doing a lifestyle blog. And from what I understand, she's got a makeup brand called 
face bling by Cherokee. She also has a beautiful gray feline called Lady Bling. How are you doing, Cherokee Black? I'm fine. How are you today? You look wonderful. I'd like to compliment you on keeping your skin looking so well. And for our visual audience, I know they're going to enjoy seeing you visually. Thank you. Okay. Not that Sam's skin doesn't look well, but listen, when we get up there in years, we got to do a whole lot more, especially when we're coming on TV, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, enough of the fluff. Let's move on to some more serious topics. I'd like to now speak to Bobby from Nassau County, Long Island. Now, Bob is a person who describes himself as a conservative. He does not like to show his image because he says that people who lean right are not safe sharing their point of view, especially in a blue county state like New York. Bobby from Nassau, do you agree with everything that I said? Well, I think you're, uh, you're, you're, you're close to the polls. <laughs> So what I'm seeing in that bag is glasses, and I'm seeing a space to breathe, and I'm seeing an email, the anonymous conservative. I love it. Sometimes as an independent, I'd like to be anonymous. And sometimes when it comes to the rental payments or bill payments, I'd like to be anonymous as well. But capitalism just doesn't work that way, right? Well, you might have a point there, but uh, politics can be a, a hateful business, unfortunately. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask my so co-host, Samuel Kichera, there's Cherokee, there's myself, there is you, there is Bobby from Nassau County, Long Island. Am I missing somebody? No. We're that's everyone. Okay, I'm getting a message from my director that that's everyone. So today's topic is Costco. Um in the crosshairs, um, there was a recent viral video where a person went inside of Costco and they uh, decided not to wear the mask. They said, you know what? This whole mask thing has me feeling like, um, like there's a possibility that my rights are being violated and I don't want to comply. Now, there was a person, ironically, by the name of Tyson, not the chicken company, even though Costco may sell Tyson chicken, has nothing to do with chicken, or does it have to do with chicken? Because the employee went up to the Costco member and said, sir, Costco requires you to wear a mask, and if you refuse to wear a mask, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And the customer said, you're violating my rights, and I'm not going to wear a mask. You know, he was talking about civil liberties and all of that stuff. The cart was pulled from him, and he was he was told, you are no longer a welcome member of Costco. Sam, your thoughts. Go ahead. I thought personally that the guy was being an idiot. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because the director told me to tell the birds in the park to be quiet. <laughs> I'd like to tell that to some people on the right, but anyway, we're continue. All right. The guy was an idiot because... What he was saying, what he was stating, was that he's born in a free country and he's a free man. He can do all these things, and that's because as Americans we have constitution, constitution, constitutional and civil rights, and he's right about that. But when people are doing things for the greater good, then it doesn't really hurt to abide by that for the greater good, not just for yourself. Being selfish, we don't, we should not be living like that. Uh, America takes pride on on doing things to support each other. And yet you always have an idiot who stands out in the crowd who wants to do something just for himself, just to make a name for himself. In fact, he, he almost did, but he looks like an idiot doing it. He, so it didn't he, work out. He looks like an idiot 
doing it. Cherokee Black, have you ever shopped at Costco before? Once. Okay. Just once. All right. As a woman of color, being told you are no longer welcome to shop here, what goes through your mind? What if you decided to walk in the store and you didn't wear a mask? What would you be thinking? First of all, that would never happen. And um, for the collective, he should have complied. I mean, it's just a simple thing. He's going to take it off as soon as he leaves the store because he's a jerk. Just, you know, just comply. Um, for me, it has nothing to do with color. Um, and I think to remove him from Costco's forever is silly. To 86 him for, the, for good is silly because of that one incident. Because when this is over, and when this is over, it's okay, you know? But during the pandemic, I could see why they, they um, asked him not to come back. You, you make an interesting statement, Cherokee. You say when this is over, I'd like to now uh, pivot over to our anonymous conservative, Bobby from Nassau. When, when this is over, Bobby, when will this be over? I'm here in the park. Not everyone is wearing a mask. And there could be the possibility that the police may come up to me as they did the woman that we described on last week's show and say, sir, we need you to wear a mask. And the next thing I know, I could be on the ground. Bobby from Nassau, what are your thoughts on this? Well, my understanding is that they're asking people to wear masks if they're coming into contact with others within that, quote unquote, that six foot safe range. Hmm. Back to the Costco event, you know, to me, the store sets the policy. If they say a mask is required inside the store, we're not outside in fresh air, we're inside an environment, an enclosed environment, you adhere to the policies of the store. If you don't like it, then don't shop there. That's mm. right. Thank you. Okay, okay. You know, I have to say that as a person who is in their 50s and growing up in America, I often find that in my mind, as a one that leans left, I'm always wanting to challenge the laws because I don't feel that the laws are designed always in my favor or to protect me if I'm at a disadvantage. And Costco is a private business. Oftentimes, Republicans have said if it's a private business, they should have the right to run their business the way that they choose. And therefore, a conservative uh, approach would be not to dictate who they serve and who they don't serve. But the left often focuses on the businesses that have chosen not to serve gay employees for religious purposes or uh, businesses that have chosen not to serve, uh, they, they may be geared toward men and a woman will challenge the right. I'd like to go back to you, Bobby. Tell me, um, you're, you're, you're still comfortable with what we're seeing here thus far. And, and my director is sharing with me that there was a, a similar incident that took place in Target. Go ahead. Um, I'm not aware of the Target incident, but again, you know, we've got guidelines we're adhering to. And I think, you know, Sam made a good point about in the interest of the public good and all that. It's, it's a fact. We should take precautions. It's not about us. It's about what we can give to someone else in the way of infecting them with the virus should we uh -huh. be a carrier of it right i right. think uh you know 
in, in times like this with the pandemic, uh, you uh, exercise on the, on the side of safety and you, you take the precautions. Okay. Um, we're, we're at a place that legislatures are challenging governors, which means a legislature is challenging the executive branch. And we are making decisions on whether or not states should reopen. Now, the Republican administration has said, we want to get the economy moving as quickly as possible. The, 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 the people in what would be considered the democratic consensus, okay, and democratic is the word, but let me also use general so I sound a little less partisan. The consensus is that most people want to be safe before they get businesses back in order. Sam, you, you've lived in China, and I often, um, I often check in with you because we're always wondering what's the right way and what's the wrong way. Um, we're being criticized in addition about the state of New York and the nursing homes, and that's being blamed on, sorry about the noise guys, welcome to New York City, um, that's being blamed on a Democratic governor. But Samuel, would you say this is a Republican issue? This is a Democratic issue? What's happening? Businesses are ready to get back to where they were. Should they have a right to do that? You lean right. Tell me what's your thought of that. So even though, even though I lean right, my thoughts are, um, while it's true that we have our civil rights and our constitutional freedoms and things like that, um, people are still allowed to be responsible for their own selves. And that's according to our civil rights and our constitution. So if the government steps in to give some sort of a directive with good reason, we should abide by that. But at some, okay. point, at some point, there has to be a, a, a finite period of time before we can get back to our, our freedoms. Okay. Um, otherwise, it's pushing it too far. With the people now, everyone wants to get back to work because people are going hungry, people are losing money, people are in debt, people are losing their houses. They're just losing their, their comfortable lifestyle. And for that reason, people are beginning to rebel and they want to come back. They want to get their lives back. They want to get things back in order. So with the government saying, no, 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 no stay home. Uh, we're not ready yet. Yes, they might have a good reason, but because the people have chosen to exercise their constitutional and civil freedoms, then the people should also learn to take responsibility for themselves. So okay. therefore, therefore, if you return, if 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 Joe Blow goes back to work and winds up sick, he should not turn around and sue the boss or sue the employer to say it was your fault that I got the COVID, I got the corona. He can't do that because he fought so hard to get back to work, to get back to his life, right? When the government said, "Don't do it yet. We're not ready for you yet. But we're releasing in stages. But you went out of your way to do it your way." Yeah. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. So, again, if the government were to step down and to then preach this as an educational experience and that everyone should do something smart, like make sure you wear your mask. We're, we're telling you in advance, be responsible, make sure you wear your mask. Be responsible for, for good hygiene, washing your hands, using sanitizer, using gloves, yeah, maintaining social distancing rules and requirements. If the government steps down and then says, no go back to work if you want to, then everybody should be responsible for themselves, just the same as an ordinary flu or an ordinary cold. 
You can't go to work and see your boss because you've got a flu or cold. You can't do that. Okay. So, but we're, we're now entering the stage where the virus is going into its, I would say, fifth or sixth month globally. And at some point, we have to live with this. Um, you know, Sherry Key Black, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revert to you because you said today, hey, I, I'm, um, I'm dealing with a situation here where it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable to breathe. So whenever something should attack a person in their respiratory situation, you're more mindful of that. Am I correct? Yes. And are you a person that is willing to continue remaining six feet apart and wearing a mask in this current environment? Yes, definitely. I will always have a mask and gloves in my bag, even when things open up. I think that there's going to be another spike. I don't know. But with my lungs compromised, I'm not taking a chance. Okay. So So as an elder, as a person who's more mature, with, with, with compromised health issues in some areas, you're saying no way, Jose. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going back to work either. Uh, I work sometimes as a makeup artist. I do private clients and I work in retail and I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not going back um, right away. I have right. to see what happens. You know, it, it's, it's funny that we're talking about retail in this conversation because on past shows, I've said JCPenney, the... Uh, the epitome of middle America affordability is going into bankruptcy. Neiman Marcus, which focuses on um, the upper echelon, okay, it's luxury, but Neiman Marcus is declaring bankruptcy. J. Crew, that um, that conservative Ivy League look, going bankrupt. John Vavados, a, a fashionable, everybody's going bankrupt. I. I Listen, I don't know if Target's going bankrupt, but what happens to those that can't afford the mask, Cherokee? What if you can't afford a mask? Should you be refused? They're giving them out. I was down at 7-Eleven the other day, and I had on a mask, and the, and the cashier handed me a mask. That's on Columbus Avenue up the west side. So the, people are giving out masks, free masks. People on the street are, are carrying extra masks, those um, the throwaway ones, and giving them to people. There's okay. no reason not to have a mask. Um, when I'm, you go to food pantries, they're giving masks. There, there are masks all around. All right. Well, from a personal experience, I put the mask on and they break. And once they break, you are stuck to mend it yourself, buy another one, or you don't have a mask. It kind of reminds me of the uh, signs you would see, no shoes, no service. You can no use a bandana. jacket, no service. Marquis, you can use, you can use a bandana. You could just, they sell them in, in Dwayne Reed for like $6, and you just wash it out every night. A regular bandana. If you weren't in a bank, they would have arrested you before. Now you can wear them. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go to Bobby, our conservative. Bobby, by any chance... Do you think that wearing a mask is giving a false pretense of safety? Uh, we're, we're told stories that uh, people are taking old masks, washing them out, ironing them, and using them, and the masks don't have the full layer of protection that they need to have. Well, o- Only in New York, kids. 
I believe that, you know, the masks certainly will block, for example, if someone that might have the virus happens to cough, it's going to block the, uh, obviously, the moisture coming out of that person's mouth and all that as a, as a you know, a, a safeguard. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of different masks on the market. I actually uh, have one that one of my sister's friends is making. She's making them from home out of various fabrics. And uh, that's what I've been wearing when I go out into the stores. I, I also have some professional well-made masks. The masks really don't cost a lot of money. And I think as, as production increases on all these, uh, you know, the, the, these emergency medical supplies that we seem to have very limited supply when this thing be, you know, started blowing into a uh, pandemic. Uh, there were a lot of people that didn't even have anything to put on and all that, but that's all changed. I think there's a huge supply of masks and, and quite frankly, as Cherokee said, they're readily available. I know the local governments are giving them out. Uh, retail shops are giving them out. So they're, they're definitely available and, and they obviously do help. So what you're saying is that essentially one should not be paying for a mask now. One should be able to be given a mask for the safety of the whole. Am I interpreting that correctly? Well, I didn't, I didn't say it like that, but uh, they We call it a leading question. If one doesn't have the money to buy a mask, you can get a mask. You call your local uh, government up and they'll, they'll, they'll make some provisions for you. I, I guarantee they will. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Now, I'm going to use an example that I had yesterday. I was uh, going to uh, from Midtown Manhattan here in New York City, and I was traveling to uh, Richmond Hill and Queens, which is near JFK Airport. And I took a particular train line because of the fact that I knew the volume on that train line was going to be lower. Interestingly enough, uh, going into the county of Queens here in the metropolitan New York City area, there was a person that all of us were doing the six feet rule. And there was a person that got on the train. He had a, uh, a beard that was about five to six inches below his chin. And he had his mask on his beard. And I thought to myself, whatever's going on with that mask, the beard looks dirty, so I'm sure the mask is dirty. He suddenly started to pick at his shirt and flick things off. Now, that could have been lice or bed bugs for all I know. So here in New York, the, the assumption being that he had two bags, if he was a woman, we would have called him a bag lady. I don't know if there's a term called bag man, but I can, it's safe to say that he was a hobo, a bum, or homeless. You know, we're not necessarily politically correct on this show, but all the above fit. Um, so what I will say is that in that regard, another person got on the train and they were suddenly uh, stumbling. They weren't stable and they had a mask below their neck. They started coughing loudly five or six times, coughing loudly. Now, my thought process is that that person may not have the telephone to call the representative. That person may not be able to get the free mask because of their mental state or because of their physical state or because of their financial state. Sam, what do we do for those people? Because I got up, I went to the next train and one by one, every single person that was on the train besides that person left. Do we refuse those people the accessibility to public transportation? Because now we're going into those areas. 
without the mask. I'm assuming that this person is still abiding by the law. And if I assume that, then I assume he was able to pay for his train ticket. And if I assume that, then he should have been able to afford a mask. Okay, but, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge and say, when one is homeless, uh, rules sort of go out the window because the rules of where you're going to sleep don't necessarily apply. This is true. And then therefore I would say, maybe the homeless shelters should, should offer information as well as masks. Okay, now, the, now you're making the assumption in this case that a homeless person would be at a shelter. Yep. But this is someone that it sounds like they were living on the street. Now in New York City, we're not allowing people to stay on the trains because, yes, New York City, democratic city in a democratic state, we are now sanitizing the trains overnight from one to five o'clock. But when we go back to the original subject, the original subject was telling people to leave because they don't have a particular item which is supposed to maintain safety. Now, Cherokee and Sam and um, Bobby, I'm gonna say this. As a business owner, I would think that you would have masks available for anyone to spend money in your business because I would think that the, that the cost of the mask would, the cost of the sale would counter the cost of the mask dramatically. Sam, I, I do you agree? agree. I agree with that. Bobby agrees. Sam agrees. Cherokee, do you agree? Yeah, I do. Build okay. it into your business model. Things have changed. We've got a new paradigm shift, and you build it into your cost. Okay. Of course. That could, so, that could, go, that could go in their marketing expense. Big deal. It's a great right. idea. It's great They're idea. not expensive, so. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. I'd li I like what Samuel said about a marketing expense because of the fact that I think we should get to the point that if these face masks become fashionable, we start putting ads on the mask. Is anybody in agreement with me? Do I, do I have takers for a new business idea? They're already doing that. I, I actually... Oh, um, uh, you just rained on my parade. Well, the, no, no, no. The, the, uh, <laughs> the Yankees are putting their logo on the masks. And, and it, right. my understanding is when they open up baseball, they're going to be handing them out to people that don't have a mask with I their see. advertised logo on it. Okay. All Great right. idea. Um, so we're now getting to the point that we may not be going into stores to do the six feet rule. We're going to do curbside pickups. We're going to do delivery. The delivery companies have gotten to the point that they're making a lot of money. Now, the delivery companies are making 30% on every sale of these food items. But restaurants in New York are saying, my business model is not going to work if people are not going to be allowed to sit in my business and have a meal. And if I flip my phone here, and I'm going to show you guys three people walking in the park, people, as the weather gets warmer, people are going to go to beaches. People are going to want to shop. People are going to want to go to the parks. Now, in New York City, we're telling people because uh, Memorial Day is today. We're telling people you can go to the beach, but you can't get in the water. Now, the last time I checked, salt water kills a lot of things. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that if you put salt water on this virus, it wouldn't live as long. I'm pretty sure. It kills mucus. It's good for mucus and stuff, and it's the lungs. So you're right. My grandma hmm. used to to the beach every weekend because of my asthma. Ah, so 
then why in this democratic state would Bill de Blasio, who is the mayor of New York City, who ran for president, God knows why, uh, because that's the last thing that he needed to do. But um, he just thought, you know, we needed a liberal president. And so um, this liberal president has decided that we can go to the beach. There is a six feet rule, but you can't get in the water. Cherokee, you live in New York State. Are you in agreement with this? No, and I don't see the purpose of going to the beach to just walk on the boardwalk. I can walk on Columbus Avenue. I mean, I, <laughs> I have a girlfriend that she's at the beach today. She went to she went out to Brighton Beach and she's walking on the boardwalk. I don't see. I don't. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay, uh, yeah. we are in the month. May of I add something? Yes, yeah. you may, please. One of the things that I understand in Nassau County, first off, they closed off the beaches to people that are not Nassau County residents. Suffolk County did the same thing. Yes. But I also heard that Nassau County is not letting people put a beach chair in the sand. They want people, if you want to go to the beach, they're telling them you have to move. You have to walk. You're allowed to walk. You can't swim and you can't sunbathe. I mean, Cuomo this is the third. Okay. You Cuomo can't sunbathe. Um, Cuomo did his, prep brief, his press briefing from Jones Beach today. Okay. And he was, uh, sitting, and he was Cuomo, the, <laughs> Cuomo, the Democratic governor, and what was he saying? He was, in the, he was at Jones Beach, and there okay. were people upstairs. Ah, ah. Oh, so you're referring to yesterday, Sunday, right? No, I'm referring, I'm rep yes, yes. Yes. Okay, yesterday, Sunday, because I know the days seem to all go together. Yes, especially when we especially in isolation, definitely. <laughs> okay, so he so what would be the reason for not having a beach chair at the beach? I don't understand that. Well, I don't know. Sam, um uh not Sam, um Bobby says that they're not allowed to have the chairs, but what's the point in lay in going you have to have the chairs to sit on the beach, even if you're not going in the water. So I don't, I don't see the sense in banning the chairs. It's, it's ridiculous. What if I decide to go down to the beach, put right. my chair in the sand, and read the novel that I'm, that right. I'm you know, in, in process of reading? Exactly. So right. it's, it seems that there's a general consensus on this panel that places like parks and beaches, um, one should be allowed more liberties one should be able to kind of sit back and relax and, and, and let loose a little bit more. Now, we're not saying you should be going to the beach playing volleyball. We're not saying that you should be going to the park playing Frisbee, but we are saying that people should be allowed to get out and get some fresh air. Now, Samuel, I'm gonna ask you, you're in Connecticut. If I were to give you a bicycle or a moped, would you wear a mask in that situation? I probably would. I would, you would. Why? I Why? probably would. Well, I'm used to it now. I'm used to wearing the mask now. I wear the mask everywhere I go. Um, I just feel more comfortable because, as you would know, Marquis, my, part of my background is dealing with the human body. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I value health. I value things in, in nature. So, yeah, I probably would. I definitely would. I'm sure I would. Now, now, Samuel, one of the things you said to me, and then I'm going to jump back to Cherokee. Samuel, one of the things you said to me, I remember being in Grand Central with you one day, and we smelled the unpleasant smell of urine. And you said, if you can smell the urine, that's the same thing the virus can do to get into your nostrils. 
So here's my question for you. If you're riding a bicycle and you have a mask on and something is airborne, if the smell of it can get through the mask, can't the virus get through the mask? In other words, if a virus is, is airborne, what protection do you really have from it except to wear a gas mask? Is that the next new fashion statement? That's why you have to wear the proper mask. Um, the sur it's the surgical mask. If you wear the N95, right? The N95. Yeah. I can't yes. breathe. Yes. Right. Because I, it's very, is, it's very heavy. It's it's very it's more tightly woven. Yes. So then then you won't get those smells. Yeah. If you're receiving, if you're getting a smell, it's it's uh it's aerosol. It's it's basically it's something that is riding the droplets in the air. Mm -hmm. so that's what that is and if you can get that smell through your mask if the virus was attached to that droplet then you would get it you're wearing the wrong mask when you're wearing a bandana it's actually the wrong mask that's when, right when cuomo said yeah sure as long as you're wearing a bandana it's fine or whatever no it's not fine but he was just talking shit as in as most politicians do. well wait a minute wait a minute we're but, blaming but you can sell um coffee filters in it and different things to make it work a little better though. Yes, well, you know, you, you're right. You can also use a bra cup. Okay. We, 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 we can also use God knows what we're talking about bra cups. We're talking about coffee filters. We're talking about bandanas. I don't know what's happening, but I'm listening to you, Sam. And you said Cuomo was talking shit, <laughs> but, but, but he's getting directive from a Republican administration. Even Where's the disconnect? Getting, even though he's getting directive from the Republican administration, he can still spit that information back out the way he sees it necessary. That's so right. He can, still, he, can, he can interpret it the way he chooses. If it's misinterpretation, then whatever. So no one, told, no one told Cuomo you can wear any kind of a mask as, one, as long as you put a mask on your face. No one told uh. him that. Alrighty. Okay. Well, we're we're being we're everyone knows N95 is the mask to wear or surgical mask. Right. Everyone right. knows this. When Cuomo set up the rule that you can go outside of your house, but you should be wearing a mask. I don't care what kind of a mask it is, as long as you're wearing. Put a bandana on. The man said that. So that's his fuck up. Yes, he's you, an idiot. You said everyone knows, and I didn't know. I know that. N95 has a level that could protect you, but the uh, the narrative that I'm being given is that as long as you cover your face, that could be with a t-shirt, that could be with me taking my top and covering here. Now, do I personally believe that would protect me? No, I don't. But I'm looking around. I have people that are in the park, and they are wearing masks. They are wearing masks. And in reality, if this thing is airborne, it, if this thing actually exists in the air, if it's a germ, but it's not a germ, it's a virus, it, at some point, if you're breathing in the oxygen, Sam, wouldn't we be safe to understand that it would get through the mask eventually? That is correct. It will get through the mask. As I repeat, as I said before, N95 or a surgical mask, if you don't want the virus, that's what you need to be wearing. Because our understanding... You can make one. You can make a, a similar version, right? But that's not what Cuomo said. Cuomo said, just put on a mask. 
Okay. Now, I'm going to go to Cherokee because, Cherokee, one of the things you said today is, I can't breathe. You know, I'm not calling you Eric Garner. I'm just saying a statement you made was, I can't breathe. I need to be more sensitive to the air in my home. This is not what you said. This is what I'm saying, my interpretation. I need to be sensitive about what I put on my face. You did say if you put the mask on your face, you're unable to breathe. Well, so, I, I've, I've walked in the street with the N95. I have, I have several of them. I do wear them sometimes. It depends on how what kind of population I'm going to be around, actually. So I, I have different masks for different days. It's becoming a fashion thing, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I do have the N95 mask. I have air purifiers in my house. Today, for some reason, um, with the pollen and everything, I'm, I'm having difficulty breathing. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a bad day, but usually I've been under control for a while by my ass. So, so I'm, go I'm going to update you. First of all, Cherokee, I want to ask you uh, uh, at once I, uh, before I, before I go to this update, I'm going to ask you, will you wear a face mask moving forward? Is this a new fashion item? Because personally, when I see someone with a bandana on their face, um, I live in an urban center. I think I'm about to get robbed or the bank is going to be held up or Bonnie and Clyde is around the corner. Well, that, it, that, that has changed under the new circumstances. And I think that some people will be, I will always have a mask on me and, okay. and rubber gloves occasionally. I'm gonna have them in my bag. I carry a lot of stuff anyway, in case of an emergency. So yeah, I'll always have a mask. All righty, always having it in your bag. Now I wanna give an update. I didn't get a chance to go to this earlier. I'm coming to you guys from my phone, and so the information comes up a little bit differently. My director sends me information that says a Target employee in Van Ness, California, ended up with a broken left arm after helping to remove two customers who refused to wear masks. Violence. A cashier told a man refusing to wear a mask that he could not buy a pack of cigars at a convenience store in Percasi, Pennsylvania. He punched her three times in the face. In San Antonio, a man who was told, now that's what, the, that's what the locals call it, San Antonio, but it's San Antonio. A man was, who was told he could not board a public bus without a mask shot a passenger, the police said. The victim was hospitalized and the gun, gunman was arrested. Multiple cases of pe people being forced to leave businesses. Bobby, how conservative is any of that news? Or is that the left-wing media just spouting off like they always do? Well, I, you know, you have to view every incident on its own merits or lack thereof, I guess. You know, we have so many people that unfortunately are societal deviants. They're, they're, they're criminals. Uh, they lack common sense. They don't respect other people's space. And those things all have to be taken into consideration. When we've got something going on like this pandemic, it, 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 it should bring to mind that uh, maybe we need to be a little more compassionate and have a little more quote unquote common sense that isn't all too common, unfortunately, in the United mm -hmm. States to prevent situations like that. Okay, um, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. We're having businesses pushing back. We're having buyers pushing back. It's almost like the gun thing. Um, in New York, we say, there are so many people and you got a strong police force, why do you need to carry a gun? In Texas, they say, 
you're not touching my damn gun or I'm gonna pull a bullet in you. Now we're hearing about someone who got angry at a cashier and pulled out their gun, or maybe they didn't get the angry at the cashier. They punched, punched the cashier, but someone else shot somebody. This is ridiculousness. Now, this is part of the reason why not everyone should, in our minds, in these left-leaning states, not have a gun. Because some situations don't require you to pull your firearm. If you need to pull your firearm, it's because your life is in danger. If you need to pull your firearm, it's because you're trying to get dinner. But if you're walking around with your firearm, you know, and, and, and it's ending up in people's backs or in people's backsides, we got a problem. Now, Bobby, you're conservative. What's wrong with what I've said just now? Uh, I, I, I can't disagree with what you said. If someone, you know, behaves irresponsibly that has a, a sidearm or any kind of weapon, you know, people, people that use firearms need to be responsible for, for the usage of that firearm. Uh, unfortunately, we have bad actors out there in the world that, that uh, you know, don't adhere to the law or they, their, their ego, uh, uh, you know, takes over and they, and they use that as, uh, you know, uh, a vehicle to make their point. I'm right, you're wrong, and I've got to I'm glad you said ego because when the target employee took the cart away from the, the member, he was told, he told the member, you are not welcome in Costco, which gave the impression, don't come back here again. Cherokee said, well, he should be removed for the day, but he shouldn't be kicked out entirely. But all of a I sudden that now- person, that, that person just worked there. He had no real authority. So that it's, if the guy comes back with a mask the next time, I, I think he'll be allowed in. I don't you think. think that- but you're not sure. To me, the yeah, policy well, that- should be if you come into the store without a mask, right. you will not be allowed to enter the store. If you decide to come back with a mask, you're free to shop like everyone else here. This is our store policy and end of discussion. Right. Okay. But again, we did say earlier that as opposed to losing the customer, give out a damn mask, guys. Now, let me, let me just jump here. Let me jump for a second. And, and Sam, I, I think this is for you. Businesses are setting their own rules and the rules are supposedly based on state mandates. Let me correct myself. Depending on the jurisdiction, the jurisdiction may be county, it may be city, it may be state, but supposedly there are federal guidelines. Who sets the precedent? Does the administration set the precedent? Does the state set the precedent? Or does the business set the precedent? because businesses have different rules. Stand six feet apart, stand outside, don't come into the store, we'll deliver to you, don't come to us. I went to a pharmacy to pick up a medication and the pharmacist got sick. The pharmacist was in the back, the pharmacy refused to deliver the medication. So if I had COVID-19 virus, I was forced to come into the street and I was forced to interact with other people. Samuel, who has the precedent here? Who's setting the ground rules? All of the above. It came, it came down, the, uh, the directive may have come from the top down, right? It would have come May from, have, wow, that's have, a strong word. From, it would have come from the administration, the White House administration, which was advised by their expert medical personnel, right? So 
together, they would come up with a precedent, fan that out to their governors. The governors run the states. They, they, dis, they di distribute the directive in the way that they see fit. Mm. Distributing the directive in the way that they see fit. Now, when I challenged before, I, in, on previous programs, Sam, you and I have went back and forth. We've had our verbal assaults because I've said the administration needs to take the directive and get clear, uh, ha have a clear format on how these states should move forward. I was challenged by many on the panel, and I believe you are one of those people, because you said different states had different requirements. New York State is trending down. We're told that Florida is trending up. We're told that New York, North Carolina is trending up. Parts of Texas are trending up. These are Republican states. Now, when I'm asking where the directive should come from, you're saying all of the above. And, you know, for, for, for a country that's being run by a businessman, when you have directive coming from all these different places, doesn't that create confusion? No, it doesn't. Did I set you up? Did I, did I lead you into the... You always, you always want to find a way to blame Trump. And I, I, I want to find a way that your president should take responsibility you're for the current crisis. You're trying to find a way that the president Trump Am takes I good? responsibility for everything. If you break, for something, if you for something. Corona, it's the president's fault. You're always, you're always picking on the man. But yet you say you're leaning this way, you're leaning that, and you're trying to be fair. You ain't that fair, man. You always okay. got something going on in the back of your mind. But anyway, to answer your question. I have two right-wing people on this program. So you know what? We've been compared to Fox News. We've been compared to uh, Joe Rogan. And we've been compared to the Young Turks. So I think we're, we're doing okay. So it is, not <laughs> it is not confusing where it's coming from. Okay. Yeah? Where is it coming from? Top down. What's the top? The administration combined with their medical experts. If I can add something, I, you know. The, Please, the because Samuel is not able to answer that question in a what? way that I can understand. All right, after Bobby, I'm coming back at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look at the Trump administration, they're getting all their information from, as, as Sam said, the experts. And, and I'll define that specifically, the CDC. Fauci is an expert, no? Well, they, apparently they say he is, but he's been he's been wrong countless times. The CDC has has uh, issued statements, and they've been wrong. I'm not saying they're not wrong all the time, but they've been wrong in in some of their statements. Mm -hmm. And again, we're in uh, uncharted waters, and and they're looking at data, and the data is being manipulated. There's all kinds of things going on with people making bad decisions and. Trump's not mandating from the White House that everyone needs to do this. He's allowing the states to run their states as they see fit because, again, every state has different circumstances and different situations. Okay. So every state has different circumstances. Now, New York State has an international airport. New Jersey has an international airport. Uh, Texas has an international airport. Florida has an international airport, California, I'm sure has several. So if you should have a situation, now I'm just talking, I'm talking international because we were dealing with it on a global crisis where we had to shut down. If there's a spike in the Floridas, in the North Carolinas, in the Californias, 
in the, I don't know, maybe even Colorado, and those people come to New York, it now becomes a problem that New York has to deal with. Now, Bobby, am I incorrect? Um, no, you're, I think you're, uh, what you said is true. I mean, there's, and, and, there's so am I a closet conservative? No, there's the possibility of someone getting infected by someone else coming from another state. I mean, those things exist. Okay. Coming from country. One of the one things I do want to challenge, Marquis, um, I don't have any hard data in front of me right now, but you said the numbers are going up in Florida. My understanding is Florida has uh, done some remarkable things, even though the governor opened up the state way well before other states have. So I'm not sure what data you're pointing to that the, the, the numbers are rising. I mean, well, quite frankly, the numbers are rising in New York, not at the level they were two months ago. Well, with the numbers are rising in what category? Uh, infections, deaths, you know, what, whatever statistic you want to look at. Um, so what we're hearing on the news is that um, the deaths are going down. Uh, what we're hearing is that... Talking about the average deaths per day are going down. The deaths are going up every day. Right. The numbers are increasing every day, but right. the, the rate of death is going down. Right. Okay, I'm confused. I'm, I'm not a math major, but when numbers go up, doesn't the average go up as well? No. In correlation with the number? No. Please, please educate me. Help, okay, me, help uh, me understand. The... the, the Let's let's look at New York, for example. At the height of the the number of deaths, I believe it was over 800 per day. Yes. Uh, my understanding is uh, either yesterday or two days ago, it was for the first time underneath 100. They said it it got back to the first week of March. That was under 100 deaths. Right. And, and if it continues to decline, obviously the averages are going down. That being said, the number of deaths are still going up. Okay, so what the information that I'm getting is that we were once at 800 deaths a day. We are now at 100 deaths a day. Less that than 100 in New York State. Okay, so that means that we're not at 800, we're now at 100. And 100 is less than 800. Doesn't that mean it's going down? The rate is going down, but the number of deaths is still increasing. Yes, okay, I wasn't clear on that. See what happens when you listen? That's why it's important not to always talk. And as the host of the show, I need to take my own advice. We're down to five minutes. And I know that Sam wanted to come at me. And so since we're down to five minutes, I think it's a perfect time to pivot over to Sam. Sam, I'm going to give you exactly one minute, and then we're going to do a closeout. You wanted to say what? I wanted to say I keep, I'm, I'm totally amused by how you're always blaming Trump in the White House. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm asking questions. And no, you're always blaming him. Or you're looking for him. <laughs> what you're doing is you're looking for him to take responsibility for everything that goes on. In As a chief executive, your, yes. Your, in, yeah, but in your daily life. And mm. he is not in your daily life. He is not my Well, that will be personal. It's not about me. It's about us. Well, no. But you want him to take responsibility for what's going on in your daily life. No, we want him. <laughs> we as people. You're being the people. Yeah. In this case, Cherokee, would you not want him to take responsibility for for what's happening on a national level that affects us? I, I, I it's hard for me to talk about Trump. I just want him to be honest. Oh, oh. I just want him to be honest. So now, you mean okay. you want all Am I going to get attacked now? You want all <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> 
Let me make it. a point here. Is yes, it Trump's please. fault that Governor Cuomo ordered the hospitals to send the Wuhan virus patients into the nursing homes? Is that, no, that are you going to blame that, that on I, President Trump's fault? I take that. I take that personally because my sister was hospitalized in a nursing home for thirty-three years. I would have been livid about that. Absolutely. I think that they. I think that those patients should have been in the tents in the park and the and wherever and and in Javits Center. They right. did not have to go to the. Exactly, they should have been separated. I, I agree yeah. on that. One. In Marquis, that's that's a, that's a situation that you would blame Trump for, even yeah, though I it was a I, well, I well, that I had a problem with that personally myself. Well, Cuomo Cuomo is saying that he's getting a directive from the administration and he's basing his decisions on what's coming from a Republican administration. I didn't know that. You got to give that to Cuomo's interpretation. Oh, okay. So so if the information is not clear of what's coming from the Republican administration, then a Democrat should clean it up. No one said not clear. I said interpretation. President Trump never it. said that. He never said to send people into the nursing homes. No, you're right. He never said that. I know. I Woo, know that. Democrats <laughs> agreeing with the conservative yeah. and the Republican. No, I, never okay, heard heard Republican. I never heard him say that. Okay. And I'm I, have, thank I have a couple of conservative friends that were livid by him, by that directive to send them to nursing homes, and they're still talking about it on and Facebook. And Governor it's Murphy like in New Jersey did the same exact thing. Okay. This yeah. is why the nursing yeah. home deaths in those two states are through right. the roof. And New Jersey got real bad, right? That's right. I'm go I'm going to close out, guys. Um, I want to thank our uh, audience that's listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I want to thank those of you that have decided to join us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or any of the other platforms. I do want to remind you we're listener supported. I don't care if you donate a dollar, if you got a hundred dollars, I don't care what you got, but we are listener supported. So do um, check us out on Patreon or Twitch or one of the anchor platforms and you can contribute to help keep us going. Um, we have a spirited cast. I want to thank Cherokee Black. I want to thank Samuel Kachira. And I want to thank the anonymous conservative. Uh, we, we call him Bobby from NASA. We won't get his last name because he is anonymous. All right. And, you know, as an African-American, I have issues with paper bags and skin tone. But we'll talk about that on another program. OK. Um, and. And you know, and 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 it makes me wonder. Maybe the guy's less attractive, and so he doesn't. You know, he doesn't want us to check him out or something. But anyway, we're Verbal Assault live stream political podcast coming to you today remotely. I am your host, Marky Devereaux, coming to you on this sunny day in Washington Square Park in New York City. Um, I look forward to having a conversation with you on Wednesday. I'm going to ask my director to send me a note of tomorrow's conversation because I'm using different devices and Wi-Fi is not my friend here at Washington Square Park. But we do want you to tune in on Wednesday. I, uh, and scientists go on the defensive in Florida. Okay, so scientists are being blamed for all types of things. But who cares about science? Does our president care? But anyway, I wanna thank you all. Um, and we want to say we look forward to talking to you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.
every day. 